It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe O and Preston Johnson on BetQL Daily on this Tuesday. Keep betting all week long with points bet to receive free bets. When you bet on the first and second rounds of the college basketball tournament, you can receive up to $1,999 in free bets. I'm on Twitter at Joe O670. Preston on Twitter at Sports Cheetah. Uh, so, Preston, I, I assume we're going to go to the NBA, a seven-game card this evening. Um, is there anything that you like? Uh, side, total, whatever you like. I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you guys. Right? Okay. Because I'm not on this show very often. I'm not going to be on the rest of the week. We need to do a March Madness pick. I know it's your daily yes. best bet good. generally. Good, good, I'm going to go to win one of the play-in games. So it's sooner rather than later. I did think Celtics plus four and a half, Cavs plus and a half. I have those as edges in the NBA. So people that were on now missed it earlier. You can check those two games out. But I got to go to UCLA against Michigan State in the play-in game. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story, okay? I'm a UCLA fan. I grew up near Los Angeles. And this is kind of just the the roller coaster of being a fan and being a better. So growing up, huge sports fan, like I would cry when BYU or UCLA would lose games as a kid. I, I, and I'd get angry as I got older instead of cry if, like, things didn't go their ways. I was such a big fan. And then when you start betting – you really, I, I lost interest in caring how my teams did because all I cared about was where my money was and patting the wallet, right? So this yep. is kind of this wave of, okay, now I really don't care. Plus, like, UCLA hoops has just been garbage for a while. And now, the la- recently, last year, like, you make so many bets then after a decade that then I actually have started caring about my teams a lot more the last few years and how they perform. And, and I'm able to just kind of like, oh, I don't want to bet on their game. I'm just going to watch it for fun. Like, it's a lot easier for me to actually just put the wallet aside and root for my teams again. And this is one where, so in the past, I've generally just stayed away from a game like this where UCLA in a tournament setting, they're back. I have to bet it, all right? I'm going to double hurt if they lose to Sparty. And I know you're mm. a Big Ten country and there's the narrative that they probably are the best and strongest conference through and through this year. And Back it's Izzo time. It's March. <laughs> right. Everyone's talking about it. Usually they lost their last four games of the year. Okay. Well, you look at the four, they were all the tournament teams and three of them went down to like the final possession. And they were kind of like, I know usually fell off, but I think that's where we're getting a nice buy low spot. And again, it's going to hurt because I want usually to win. I've been a real fan of what they've done this year on the hardwood I got a bet plus two. I think this should be one and a half point favorite. I like the two points we're getting. I know Sparty kind of woke up a little bit down the stretch, a couple of good wins, but uh, overall, I think he slays a slightly better team. We're going to trust my numbers for the you know data we have on the entirety of the season and take the two points. When you said you had a first four game, I thought for sure you were still going to give us Drake, even though that number's gone down a bit. I actually wouldn't bet them if it wasn't two. So the- theoretically, it's like, very, very minimal edge at one, but with Vig, it's it's basically a break-even proposition now. You need the plus two on Drake, I think, to to be worthwhile. You need it to get back to two. Okay, yeah. UCLA. You, you know everyone's going to be on Michigan State in that game, too. Not that that goes into your numbers, but I'm just saying. It could be. It was one and a half <laughs> earlier. It's it's moved up. There were some two and a halves around even you know, for a, a few moments in time over the last two days. So, uh, yeah, we're going Bruins, though. All right, good. Good stuff there. I'm going to the NBA. Uh, you know, it's funny. We, uh, during our NBA breakdown, we went over five, six games and here's one that we did not touch. And it's Oklahoma at Chicago. They're mm-hmm. uh, meeting up for the second time this year. Why are the Bulls favored by five and a half? 
that, that's where I'm at on this one. Why? Because they beat a depleted Toronto team after back-to-back losses coming out of the All-Star break? Really? You can, you can get six now most spots, too. The market's will, basically six, yeah. Yeah, I will take the six. I mean, the, the Bulls, as a favorite, and now we can kind of say heavy favorite, that's that's pretty wild to me. I know, I know the Thunder have their issues, and SGA is – the majority of their offense right now, but man, I, and sure they'll lose a starter in Horford, but I, I don't know if it, the impact is that much that uh, the Bulls should be six point favorites here. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump on the Bulls, rather the thunder on the road, uh, getting six points. It's the Bulls here. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm an SGA fan. He's been absolutely ridiculous to his last man. three games, scoring over 30, all with great efficiency. It's the battle of uh, the two most improved players, in my opinion, SGA and, and Zach Levine. We'll see. We'll uh, see who wins it out. Yeah, that that's a really good call. And SGA for that award is, is still hanging around 50 to 1, if there's any faith there. I, I like SGA as well. Man, I started looking for some of his top shots. I'm like, all right, these, these prices are already insane on him. Yeah, I actually bought another one uh, after his big win, whoever they just played and beat. It was an upset win. Um I went on. I didn't own any season one metallic gold uh, of of SGA, and so I purchased one. It was, um, I think, yeah, the lowest price was like four thousand, I think, for one, and I, I got one that was a little lower serial for a couple hundred more. But uh, the prices for him are they're going to sustain. I think they're only going to get better. He's an all star for a long time going forward. He's still so young. Okay, maybe you can explain this to me, or or you have a theory on this. Over the last couple of days. For the first time, it seemed like, um, and I'm a noob to this, unlike you, but it, it seemed like the Series 1 prices were going down. Why is that? They did, which is another reason I thought right, I should probably buy the SGA now in case there's a correction there. Um, there's, they're putting more supply just in general from more Season 2 stuff and some inserts, and you know they've had more packs that are entering the market. So I think in general, you're going to have you know some sort of uh, correction, whether it be uh, the first edition season twos or season ones. I, I couldn't tell you why it was. I think it was like a 36% drop and, you know, a few days ago that I saw a chart on uh, why it was that big of a drop in general. Yeah. Um, I think season one stuff in the end is going to hold. Look, if this is a thing that's going to last forever, outside of rookies and a few players at their first moment ever on the site are going to be in season two. Outside of that, there's not going to be a big difference between season two, three, four, five, six. Season one will always be like the first for a lot of those players. So I still value season one incredibly higher than season two outside of LaMelo, Halliburton, and a lot of the rookies. Kevin Durant's first moment as a net, scoring the first points of his career as a net if they end up winning the NBA Finals. That's a season two one that's going to have value. But in general, I I, I think season one, it's kind of a good time to buy the dip they talk about all the time. Um, but some of those season one uh, prospects or, or people that you have pegged. Yep. I, yeah, I noticed that. I thought it was pretty, pretty odd. And so then I started looking, I'm like, whoa, there was like a Jokic that was down 35%. I couldn't believe it. I know. And he's moving up on the MVP. Yeah, right. I, 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 have, a- I have a piece of a Jokic Cosmic that I, I <laughs> we've been trying to decide, like, should we sell? We didn't sell anything when it kind of started like finally balancing out. But we're like, why would we sell when he's going to be in the MVP race the entire way? Denver was one of the teams that underachieved relative to their underlying metrics in the first half of the season before the all-star break, they should probably have three or four more wins. And they've also been beat up regardless and are getting healthier with depth of Gary Harrison and, and Will Barton coming back and, and uh, Morris, Monte Morris. Again.
three seconds. Three, two, one. No? Darn. I'm back now. I think I'm <laughs> okay, back. Okay, now, now, now you're good. It was like four I, saw, I was just saying, Jokic is a highlight, <laughs> and Denver's on the up and up. So I, I like Jokic stuff to, to purchase, especially if you saw a dip in some of his season one opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I definitely hold through the through the rest of the season because it, it, you know, it changes week to week, but it appears that uh, it's going to be a, a two-player race for the moment in the MVP with Embiid dropping off due to the injury. Our producer Dylan Burns, he's like, "Hey, take uh, Jason Tatum twenty-five plus points," and he's got he's on the Donovan Mitchell uh, threes. Uh, Tatum and did he have a big game last time? No, that was Jalen Brown last time against Utah. He went off there uh, for thirty-three points. Uh, something else on the, on the uh, tournament, because the last time we talked uh, before it gets going, uh, we were going over some of the public plays, the 12s, the 13s that a lot of people are, are talking up. But mm -hmm. give me the double-digit seed that will be in the Sweet 16. Hmm. I can't say St. Bonaventure because they're at nine. So, but I really, well, do hey, think, that's... I really do think they're going to beat Michigan. If they okay. can get by uh, LSU, I actually really don't like Syracuse. They're usually the oh the two three zone in the tournament. I mean, San Diego State has shooters. Shackle hits like George Shackle hits like forty seven percent from three on over six attempts per game. Matt Mitchell, I, I think San Diego State takes care of business. That's another popular one though, just with Bayheim's history, which is understandable. Uh, what about? I'm gonna take a shot on. It, Not it may it, it may just be Ohio, man. If Virginia's just totally depth decimated with the COVID stuff and they no show in uh, what's his name? Something Preston, Ohio. They went into Illinois early in the year, non-conference. They lost by two. He dropped 31, eight and six. Preston could be a guy that, you know, leads them easily past Virginia and UCSB or Creighton. Are you really scared of either of those teams? So a 13 yeah. seed in Ohio, I think is one that I know from a market perspective, they're still pretty heavy underdogs, even though it's moved down some, but if Virginia is just completely just done and, you know, We've seen stuff in players in the past and other leagues take some time before they're even normal again after they've dealt with COVID. So uh, that's probably the team that has, like, if you're kind of embracing that COVID variance against Virginia and then Ohio against Creighton or UCSB is, you know, definitely they're live there. Well, part of the argument in that Virginia-Ohio matchup is even if they do have enough players available uh, to show up for the game, unlike all these other teams, they're showing up late in the week on Friday, I believe. Um yeah. Do, do, do you buy, do you put anything into those talking points that they're not going to, the background's going to be different. They're not going to have time to deal with it. Not going to be practicing. It's, they're just not going to be set for Ohio, even if they do have the players. Well, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's most of it. The, the assumption is they will have the players, right? It's just going to be, they didn't get to practice. They really didn't get to even be in the same room watching game film together. They have to travel in late but they'll be relatively healthy. Now, some of the guys will be getting over it, but if they all clear and they're good to go, they will be healthy. And so then the question is, how much do you value all of those other factors and how much does it impact, you know, their chances of winning the game or covering the spread? And I, it's tough. We don't really know. We don't have historical COVID history uh, before the tournament to, to date back and look, you know, over the last hundred years, we just don't have it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm staying away from the game completely, but definitely if, if Ohio won this and Preston led them to, a victory over a tough Virginia squad that just didn't have enough. I wouldn't surprise me at all. And then um, they're, they're live at that point at Creighton and, and UCSB are fine, but nothing that's you know too scary. 
we, before we close shop, we know you are all in on Gonzaga. You're hoping your 10 to ones uh, get home from preseason, but in the other three regions, any strong opinions on uh, which schools will be representing them? I like Alabama quite a bit. The market will disagree. They still have Michigan a favorite. I think Alabama should yes. be a very small favorite over Michigan. So that's in the East region. Um, I think if you're going to take a shot really on a lower seat, it's, it's Oklahoma State. A ton of upside. We talked about the variance. They could mm-hmm. lose Liberty, but Kate Cunningham could take them to the finals too. Good stuff. Preston, we'll do it again next Tuesday, all right? Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, I'll be, I'll be back on Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern here on BetQL Daily. My name is Joe Ostrowski. Follow me on Twitter at Joe0670. Keep those reviews coming in and tweet them to at BetQL Daily. We'll make sure you get a team. Uh, this is the BetQL Audio Network.